Welcome back to another episode of Bitches Love Brunch. This is your co-host, Kiana, y'all. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. I'm on my second episode of the season. Y'all better stick with me. I done came back. I was like, I'm coming back. I don't care what's going on. I miss my people. I love this podcast. And of course, I told y'all that I'm bringing my friends. And nothing makes me happier than talking to my friends. And... You know, last episode, we had a great time. Um, we Actually, this was a new friend. So you guys got to see the beginning of a relationship with Rachel Care from the Beauty Boost in Columbus, Ohio. Love talking to her. We talked about uh, just woman empowerment. She was simply amazing. She brought so many gems in terms of knowing what your purpose is, knowing how to serve your purpose in that season, knowing what it's like to build community. Um, not only just even in Columbus, but just across the U.S. Like, what she's doing is phenomenal. She's a forever friend of the show. Rachel, come back. You can always come back, and we can talk more and catch up. If you guys are in Columbus, please go and support her. Join the Beauty Boost if it's in your respective cities. Um, go get some wellness. It's, it's amazing. And I think that, you know, women, men, whomever... Whatever gender you identify as, everybody deserves to feel well. Everybody deserves to feel like they're in community. Everybody deserves to feel like they're a part of this world. And so I just love the space that she created for that. So I champion her so much. But on this episode, I don't have a new friend. I got a long-term friend with me. And I'm so excited. Um... Listen, this this guy right here, I met him in college. He was my college roommate's little cousin. Y'all already know how we feel about little cousins. What up, cuz? What's going on? <laughs> and you you came to OU and we we clicked instantly. We didn't we weren't super tight, but we clicked instantly, and it's always just been genuine love. And so I knew that you were going and growing in your career and doing amazing things. And so I just want to introduce y'all to Owen. Owen joined the show. What's up, Owen? What's going on? Happy to be here. Um, Can we talk a little bit more about, like, how I'm here or, like, yeah, like how we got to this point? Yeah, we can can get into it. Cool. Before we do that, before we Mm -hmm. get into it, let's start off with the first segment. It's called Pass the Mimosas. Okay. Before we get into it, I want to know what you're drinking. Uh, this evening, I got gin straight. <laughs> I ain't even mad. On the, on the rocks, I should say. I'm not mad at it. I like, <laughs> listen, I like to serve it straight, just like my liquor. Um, <laughs> and right now, I have a glass of Cabernet, but how did we get here, Owen? How, how did this uh, happen? And I, I also got a bottle of water, too. Just y'all understand, <laughs> y'all understand why I mentioned that in a minute. Um. But no, I think it's really dope that I'm here. Um, like Kiana mentioned, we knew each other in college. We clicked instantly. Um, always knew she was somebody who was real, down to earth, who was genuine. Um, but Kiana visited the DMV area last spring slash summertime. Mm-hmm. Yep. And her, I, and my line brother and Brandon, who you got close with, really close with us um, over grad school, met for happy hour. And, you know, for me, I expected it to be, you know, us going out for like an hour or two, catching up food, drinks, whatever, and going about my day. And we did a whole work shift at this happy hour, just chopping it up. And space for me. 
<laughs> we did. We did. And from that, I feel like we were able to see um, just able to see like way more in depth on like who we both are as people and, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like deep dive into why we clicked initially. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was dope. So um, I'm just happy to be here. Um, you never know whose path you're going to cross with at what point in life, but I'm glad I'm here and I'm glad that we had that sit down that six to, I think it was like seven hours at that, uh, at that bar, uh, chopping it up. I'm happy I'm here. It was, it was a, it was the happiest of hours, which is why I love happy hour. I wasn't expecting it to go that long either. Cause I was there. My friend had just had a brand new baby. I helped her with her baby, um, that, during that time and I was like I want to I have to see Brandon while I'm here because Brandon was like we were really close in college too mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. when he first came to campus I was like oh my gosh it's like my little brother and that was before y'all had even crossed mm-hmm. you know like this was before y'all even pledged and this was fresh mm-hmm. because um Brittany was my Brittany Barron shout out to Brittany Bear. <laughs> uh she had she was my links counselor and brandon was close to britney too i don't know how they all knew each other but I, yeah brandon lived in cleveland heights so the, maybe they knew each other from the heights but yeah, yeah, everybody. Yeah. yeah so it was more so like she was like you're you're like my little sister and i was her linky and the year before, and it was just, it was amazing. So to watch Brandon's growth, I just knew that, you know, as somebody who, just to watch to watch somebody's journey, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, and, and to respect it. And in grad school, you know, we did our GA shit together and it was right. just, it, 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 it came full circle for us. And it was more so like, wow, you really... I like my little brother. Like, hey, get mm-hmm. over here! Like, we got homework to do. We got work. We actually work together. Mm-hmm. And you know and he needed that too. <laughs> he did need it, and it was it was actually great. It was it was a really great bonding experience for us. And you just never know how life will bring you back with people. And so I, I say all that to say, like, yo, treat people well. Mm-hmm. Treat people well. Always show up. And if you are authentic, and people can receive that and accept that, and they love that. Um, it doesn't matter what season it is that it comes back around. If you show up and you steal your true self, like that, that is something that's hard to find. Talk about it. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for that day. And I, I wore a lot of my emotions on my sleeve and y'all, I can't thank y'all enough for that. It was a safe space that I, I needed. For sure. So I appreciate you too. For sure. For sure. Well, y'all, y'all know how we do on the show. We're going to start off, before we jump to the topics, we got to bring in the good news. What's going on with you? Do you got any good news to share? Um, Good news? So, my wife and I just celebrate. My wife's name is Monica. Hey! Her and I just, hey, just celebrated our one-year anniversary on the 13th of March. Um, so, just blessed to be here, man. A lot of lessons. Um, you know, it's just... A lot of learning, man, in that first year. It went by fast. So I think that's a good thing. That usually means you're having fun. But a lot of growth in that year, man. And, you know, marriage is just one of those things where it's like, it's about choosing each other every day. You know what I'm saying? No matter, like, what's going on. Because at the end of the day, I can look at her and without question know, like, she's going to be there 100% of the time, no matter what I have going on and vice versa. So um, cheers to a year. (laughs) 
<laughs> Cheers to a year. I'm going to do my air horn. I haven't done my air horn all season. Courtney, yeah. Courtney used to crack up when I would do my air horn. There you go. <laughs> Let me help you out a little bit. <laughs> I love that. So in order, you know, I feel like every brunch, you should ask your folks, like, what's up? Tell me something good. I, mm-hmm. I love that because... You know, there's a lot of negativity going on in the world. And if we can highlight the good that's going on, I think you got to celebrate your people while you can. Make mm-hmm. those moments. Take those moments. Mm-hmm. And with that, we're going to move on to the affirmation. And then we'll what, jump what, what about some, some good news from you? Can we can we get okay. a little? Mm. Dad. Now, hot seat. What's good? <laughs> What's good, Kiana? You know what? I am. It's my dad's birthday today. Hey. I am so grateful to be the daughter of Anthony Patrick Motley. Um, a real one, a real one raised me. And I'm so grateful for the lessons. I'm so grateful for his life, his legacy. I'm so grateful I know what it's like to recognize a man. Mm-hmm. I know what it's like to recognize a, a, a real man, mm-hmm. a, a guy. You know what I mean? He set the standard and the bar is high. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful for that. So I want to honor my father. Uh, we miss you. I love you. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I haven't always been in that space with my father's birthday and wanted to say, like, it's a good thing that I can celebrate him um, and share stuff like this with other people. Mm-hmm. But it is. It's a blessing to be able to have a dad and to have that role model in my life. And so um, that's good. I think that's good. That that puts me on the other side of, of a season that I didn't know I would ever transition from. So. I um I'm grateful for that. That's good to me. Salute, salute to a real one. Happy birthday to your pops. Yes, yes. Okay, so this is what we're going to affirm. So I like to give affirmations because I feel like it's important. You know, I believe in wholeness, wellness, health, all of those things, and it'll all make sense in a second. But the affirmation is, I affirm that my health is well. I'm mm. abundant and receive. The intangible wealth that God has provided me. There's so many ways to be rich. I don't think a lot of people talk about that. I think everybody's on social media and they're, you know, the the tangible things that make you wealthy. But there are some things that money can't buy and that you can be wealthy in. And I am extremely wealthy and I'm extremely blessed. And I know that. And I count every one of those things twice if I could, but I'll be up probably for the rest of my life. <laughs> so um, I received that. So I thought that was good. I was like, on the show. Let's talk about health. Let's talk about wealth. Let's talk about all of those things because that's like your thing, Owen, now. like It is. It is. And I love like the term that you use, intangible wealth. Never heard it, but I might have to use it. Can I borrow it? You got it. Okay. Intangible you wealth. Uh, <laughs> intangible wealth. Like, I had to tell one of my homeboys that once. I was just like, um, it was something like, yeah, when I get up, I'm going to do all of this for my people. And I was like, we wealthy in ways that money can't buy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That people mm-hmm. can, you can't buy this type of stuff. Like, yeah. I don't care what nobody say. Like, you can't, one, you can't buy a human. Right. You can buy whatever you want out of this world if you so think you can. But like, it's some shit you ain't ever, you can't, you can't buy it if you wanted to on your best day. Mm-hmm. Look at Elon. He got all the money in the world. I bet you can't get his bitch back. Right. (laughs) (laughs) 
She said, I'm good. <laughs> Thanks, I'm bro. great, actually. <laughs> um, go buy a Tesla. You know, go make a bunch of them and keep buying them yourself. Like, I don't give a shit. Like, he can't buy that. Like, you can't buy that. No. So, just saying, he shouldn't shouldn't listen to Future. Um, <laughs> that one, but... <laughs> I wanted to talk... I wanted to bring you on the show because I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you. You and I both know what it's like, you know, to take a leap. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we both have Several. transplanted. Yes. Several. Yes. We just keep leaping. Mm -hmm. And somehow it keeps working out for us. And it's only a testament to how brave we are and how we were raised and the fact that God just keeps casting a net for us every time that mm -hmm. we, we leap. Mm -hmm. And so I thought it would be a great episode to bring you on here to talk about one of your biggest leaps <laughs> and just something I'm just extremely proud of you for doing it with, with your brand. So tell the listeners, like, what is it that you do? Tell me more about some of the leaps that you've taken and sure. we can get into it. For sure. So as Kiana mentioned, I am a, a personal trainer in short. Um, we'll go through and explain that more in depth, but I really feel like health and um, guiding people towards, <clears throat> excuse me, being the best versions of themselves, the healthiest version of themselves or finding um, intangible wealth is my mission, my goal. And like, it's a, it's a passion of mine and it always has been. It just took um, a long road to get me to this point. Um, yeah. And, but now I'm here and I'm thriving in it. Um, and I, I couldn't be happier at this point in my career. And I couldn't always say that. And this is the first time I'm able to say that. Um, wow. that's, that's the lesson in itself. And we met in college. What was your major? So my major was kind of related, like health administration with a minor in business. And, you know, I, I switched to that because it was a little more, uh, <laughs> we'll say, uh, college experience friendly than engineering. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, yeah. So initially I was a industrial engineer, but I, you know, wanted to specialize in healthcare anyway, but I initially, or then I switched to health administration with a minor in business, uh, attempting to do the same thing. And um, it's funny now that I'm like getting back to that, but that is literally not how my career, like my, my work experience um, started when I left OU. Wow. You know, what's crazy. There was a point when, I when I when I was applying to schools, I got into Purdue. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be an engineer. Okay. And then I was just like, yeah, no. Nah. I changed my major so many times. I ended up creating my own major at OU. Man, see that, and that's the best thing, really. <laughs> yeah, they didn't, they didn't have what I was looking for at the time, and I was just like, you know, and, and I'm first gen. I, I think I've talked about that on the show too. Right. My first one, I'm going to go to college, and I thought I knew what I wanted, and they didn't have what I wanted. And so it was more so like, okay, if you don't have it, then I'll create it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it gave it's so funny you say that, like, because that, and we'll talk about it in a second, like that's literally why I am where I am right now is because yeah. like, like the corporate didn't have what it is or like wasn't trying to direct me on a path that I wanted to go in. So I had to create my own. How was your corporate experience? Like, do you feel like you you can take anything from that and apply it today? Like, 100%. did it make? hundred percent. Well, 
Um, so I, I'm grateful for my corporate career because it helped me find, um, it helped me find my strength and helped me find what I was good at. Um, you know, to give y'all some background information, like I was in operations, supply chain, um, like distribution, warehouse management. And, um, you know, there's a analytical side to that. Um, but there's also a, a big people part of that because people are doing, a lot of manual labor stuff's got to, got to move from A to B all the time. And, um, the corporate world helped me find that, you know, the analytical stuff was fine. Like I can do that. I had a knack for it, but where I really found fulfillment was when I was able to go and, um, work with people. Um, yeah. and if you know, like if you've been in a warehouse before, I mean, it just call it is what it is. Like a lot of the, the frontline labor is going to be people that look like you or look like members of your family. Like, you know, we come from blue collar families. Um, yeah. and a lot of the people look like that. So being able to communicate with those people and be able to motivate some of them to be better and to show them like, you know, we can, we can do better by like, by living in that, but also like, you know, pulling them aside and mentoring people like that's that really became my passion in corporate and that really became my strength and yeah. being able to connect with people, understand people and um, help them be the best versions of themselves is, is why I'm doing what I'm doing now. So I definitely thank corporate for that. Um, the other bullshit, <laughs> uh, wow. they can kick rocks, but they did give me that. So man, so I can't say I have any regrets in that, in that part of my life. I love that. You know, I feel as though when a lot of people go corporate, I mean, I still have a traditional job, mm -hmm. nine to five, mm -hmm. as people say. Um, man, to, to to be in those seats and to, and to run those type of brands and companies and things like that, you know what I mean? Like, you do have to be confident. Right. You, do, you do have to really rely on the skill sets that you've built and to go in and exercise what it is that you decided to attain or it, what I like to say, like I mastered this, which right. don't tell me, you know what I mean, like right. I got a whole masters. I'm, I mastered it. Right. So more so like this is, um, this is, this is a great position to be in, in terms of fine tuning my confidence and my skill sets mm -hmm. and just show up and be a professional and run my own business mm -hmm. too. And brand. And so it just, it, 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 feeds in it feeds in within itself you know like every entrepreneurship isn't for everybody right. you know there's a lane for everybody right. and that's a, exactly what i was getting ready to say like not to cut you off but it's like there's nothing wrong with either or like i'm, I'm so grateful for my corporate career because without it i wouldn't be where i'm at today and there's still nothing wrong with it like if if i could have still maintained that and then still like duplicated myself and been a trainer too sure like by all means but i just you know i wasn't on i couldn't do that um, but if you can get a bag from corporate and still maintain your business, shoot, sustain that as long as you fucking can. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fact. You know what I mean? I will say this though. I feel as though I, I just made, that's not true. I've made a few career changes. Now, um, I, I started off being working in higher education mm -hmm. and then I was a data analyst for a little bit. I ended up working on the state side or government side of things. And then now I'm on the corporate side. So, and doing something completely different, but it marries my two degrees together very well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm grateful for that. But 
I find that everybody isn't comfortable switching careers because they believe that they know just what they know. Mm-hmm. What I mean, so what would you say about like that leap? What was like your experience to be like, okay, I know this particular area, Mm -hmm. but I want to do this. Like, what was your thought process from like literally? Like, was it, yeah, from from switching careers? So it was. um, So I, you know, I got into shape. Um, I started. I eventually like got certified just to do it, and you know, maybe I can make some money while I'm not at the nine to five. And I started doing that. And like I said, what I, what I was strong at in corporate was leading people. Like my, uh, we did like a, a personality assessment and my profile was literally like people mover. You know what I'm saying? Like if you want to establish a culture, if you want to, you know what I'm saying? Start a new initiative. Like this is the person that you call to be able to get people to move in that direction. But at the same time, the company was trying to get me to go more like on the analytical side of shit. So it's like, why even assess my personality and my strengths if y'all going to push me in a totally different direction? And, you know, it got to a point where it was like, I started, you know, I got certified. I started training people. I was training, working nine to five and then leaving the nine to five and going to train clients in in the evenings after work and then coming home. And it was like the money that I was basically making from training by the time the end of the year came around and my review came, it's like, hey, man, you've been doing great at all of these things, but you're kind of capped out at your position. So we can only give you a 3% raise. Mm. And it's like, I've been in this position for a year and a half. Like, How did I cap out already? So and at that point, it's like I can go get another client and make more per month than what this raise will give me per month. And y'all are also trying to push me in a direction or like in a career path that I don't want to do. So fuck that. Like, <laughs> you know, be like that. <laughs> be like that. So it was like, I just, I started calculating, man. Like, okay, what do I need to make? And I was, I was engaged at the time. Um, you know, so I had to sit down with my soon to be wife. Like, Hey, like this is the, and shit, she actually encouraged it. She was like, yo, yeah. this, this corporate thing is stressing you out. And I also see how happy and how 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 much you glow when you talk about training. Maybe it's time to make the switch. Like, and if you gotta make it, I got you. Just just build it up. Shout out to her, man, just having that fucking support. Monica. <laughs> and the crazy thing is, like, y'all, I haven't even met Monica yet, but y'all, I've been going hard for Monica since got <laughs> married. Like, and I didn't know her before, but like Owen would post stuff on social media. Like I'm at Target again. I'm like, let her shop. <laughs> You're a little too Target, man. And I'm just like, but let her shop. Like, I don't understand, Owen. Isn't it a good time? You're like, y'all know. <laughs> but I learned to love it though, man. Like I said, like if she's going to support me in, in doing what I'm doing or like at the time, the least I can do is go over to Target for a couple of hours, and so now I've gotten to a point where it's like, yo, like, what about this for the for the kitchen? You know, what about that? What about this for the man cave? You know, because <laughs> you start to like right, it too, right? But nah, so she supported me in that, and you know, I you know did my numbers. What do I need to make? What do we need? Okay, here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we're gonna do it. Here's when we're gonna do it. And I made the leap, man. And I can remember on my last day of work, my boss came up to me and, you know, him him and I butted heads sometimes, but then at the same time, like, you know, still had like a personal respect for each other. Um, yeah. And he was kind of like, yo, like, 
you get ready to get married, like you take you get ready to get like a house and all of this, like how you gonna like sustain this? And I just remember smiling because I didn't have an answer. But again, corporate taught me what my strength was. And yeah. I also know myself. And I also know how, how how hard I work. And I also know that I'm blessed. And it's like, man, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be just fine. Like I know the upside. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I know, you know, what the opportunity is, but I also know myself. So I'm gonna be good. And two years later, like I don't miss that shit at all, man. Like I used to pull up to work. You ever pull up to work some days with a bad job and like you feel like just turning around and going home? Or just sitting in the just car. Sitting in the car, like, man, I don't feel like going and dealing with these fucking people. But I haven't dealt with that shit ever since I made this leap. Like I'm tired some days, but I literally love what I do, man. I love because the people that I work with are in the same predicament that I was in. Some of them, yeah. you know, so I'm helping them. And that's why, why I think this works for me because I'm, I, I understand somebody comes in like, yo, like I had this meeting today, like I'm drained. It's like, all right, bet. let's talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And like, not that I'm giving guidance on like how you should navigate your career, but I am, you know, and then we also going to get you in shape. You know, so you can go into the so boardroom confidence. That's what I'm saying. Like, and 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 Owen, um, when we gonna get me? Well, it's me getting myself in shape. I will say this. I, well, I woke up this morning. Uh-huh. I've been waking up at five a.m. Okay. On a Peloton, I'm on a Peloton kick right okay. now. I'm loving all of the trainers. I love spinning. I've always loved riding my bike. So, like, growing up, like. Owen mentioned we're from blue collar places. And before I even go into like spinning and health, but like we're both from blue collar places. We understand the essence of hard work. And I feel like if you want anything and you're willing to work hard for it, like you'll get it. Mm-hmm. It's always just, it's not a matter of if, it's just a matter of when. Yep. If you set your mind to something, it, it's going to happen eventually. Just put your head down and look up. And next thing you know, you'll be there. You know, like I didn't, we didn't know that the podcast was going to be what the podcast is. You know what I mean? Like we put our heads down for three years, just have fun. We were just kicking it. And next thing you know, I looked up and I would meet people from like DC or people from New York or people from Milwaukee. And they, and I would tell them like, yeah, I got this little podcast called Bitches Love Brunch. And they'll be like, I listen to your show. And I'm just like, that's. Right, so you got you got to take that little podcast off, man. I do a podcast, and I, I do big shit. <laughs> I do big you shit, but you kill me. It was it was so cool to realize, like, oh my goodness, this is trending upwards. You know, like even when I moved overseas and took it overseas, and people was fucking with it overseas. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? I was just like, wow, y'all really rock with me. Like this, if I can do this. In other countries, oh, I'm taking this back home. You know what I mean? Like when you, I feel like when I lived overseas, because there was a stint in my career where I was working overseas. Um, I lived in London for a little bit, and I talked about it on the show. And I was doing the show while we were in London, and it was more so like it gives you this confidence to know, like when you go overseas and you see people mimicking you and your friends. That is wild, especially people who come from blue collar places in the United mm. States. I feel as though a lot of people assume that to to set the culture in the U.S., you know what I mean? Like it's always the mainstream people. Mm-hmm. It's the rappers. It's those people. Nah, they're getting everything from the hood. Right. 
And most people who are rappers, they took that as an opportunity because they're talking about if you are real and you really from where you say you from, you're pulling content from places in the U.S. that aren't the most positive. Mm You know what I mean? Like a lot of that stuff is glorified, but nobody really wants to live it. And so when they see what's cool, you go over there. I remember going to a happy hour after work one day in London and this guy, I was talking to uh, um, like the guy, like a, boun- like a bouncer. The the guy was to let me in the yeah. place and he was just like, your ID. And I was like, what? Oh, he was can, like, can we for a quick second? Like, that's yeah. how you know you're blessed, man. You just said, I went to this happy hour in London like casually though, like man, <laughs> that's an opportunity, man. Like just from like a lot of people that be like, okay, flex. It's not a flex. It's like, honestly, just it's it's one thing to say you want to do something. It's another thing to be about what man, you talk about. I say, I say that just to say, like that's dope, man. Like you coming from Cleveland and like just being able to say that, like you just you know how rare that is. And yeah, I, do. I think it's dope, I but. I just wanted to say that, but back to the bouncer, my bad. <laughs> and, to, and to lean on that real quick, I just saw one of my brothers the other night and I literally cried because I told him like, where are we from? Is my, my, my big brother's like childhood best friend. And he was like, I didn't know you were living in Chicago now. I didn't like, what are you doing here? Random pull up. Randomly saw him mm-hmm. yesterday and I cried and I was like, you know where we grew up. I'm no different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. He was like, but you are. And I was like, but I'm mm-hmm. not. You know, your sister was my best friend. You were my brother's, you know, best friend. But like, it's people that never leave that block. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's people that never, that still haven't left. That still ain't left the state. Mm-hmm. That still ain't seen Cali. That still ain't seen New York. You know what right. I mean? Like, um, I just cried. And it hit me when I was in Brazil. I woke up. It was like, I was there for work. It was pitch dark. I, didn't, I had no idea where I was going. South America. They're telling me I'm going to Rio. I've never been to Rio. I never thought I could leave the country. Right. That's first. Yeah, right. so I'm like, damn, I'm sleepy. I got to work in the morning. I'm like, it ain't it ain't a luxury trip. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got to work. I have to get up and go to work. Everybody's here for vacation. I'm working. And I opened up the blinds on mm-hmm. it and I, like tears fell from mm-hmm. my eyes. Because I saw the view and I was just like, why? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the bouncer. <laughs> the bouncer. I was telling the bouncer, like, all right, let me give you my idea or whatever. And one thing that I learned in another country is if you're talking, they're going to pick up the American accent. They're going to be, you're American. You're American. You're American. You know yeah. what I mean? I was like, I am American. So there was a young guy next to me. He was like, you're American. I said, I am American. He said, it's lit. <laughs> And I said, it is lit, but how you know? <laughs> I said, it is lit, but how you know? And he started laughing with me, and I ended up, you when you're in over there, you can drink at 18. So we they're, they're young. I'm having drinks with these people. I'm like, how old are y'all? And they're like, we're 20. And I was like, I'm 30, y'all. <laughs> like, I'm 20. I was 29 at the time. I was like, I'm 29. They were like, you're what? And they asked me so many questions. Like, they were like, oh, my gosh, like, you're from the States. Like, tell me what it's like. Tell me about Biggie Smalls. Tell me about New York. Tell me all these things. Tell me about and Biggie Smalls. Like, yeah. Some, every, people you know, would be like, you know, what Michael about Michael Jackson concert? <laughs> you know, Brooklyn, do you know Biggie? No, I don't know Biggie. 
Like, and I'm not from New York. I'm from Cleveland. Like, get it right. Like, <laughs> so it was. It was a really cool, very humbling experience. But I say all that to say, to know how your culture to leave and to know how your culture impacts other people gives you a confidence in mm-hmm. yourself, and it gives you a reassurance in that everything that they told you about who you are here isn't mm-hmm. true. Everything that they try to project about us here isn't mm-hmm. true. I remember even catching a flight. I'm not even trying to flex. I remember catching a flight to Paris and seeing girls on the train in Paris. They had baby hairs like all down their face, long lashes. I was like, and they were they were laughing and joking with each other in French. And I was just like, they don't even know where that come from. That come from the hood. Somebody sitting right. down. You know what right. I mean? Like, Yes, like I literally watched them and I was just like, our culture is contagious and it's infectious. And these these young, beautiful black women got baby hairs down their face. And let me tell you, if you don't think that we smart, don't tell me that we not smart. Don't tell me that we don't know multiple languages. Don't tell me that we can't reach the globe. Don't do that. Don't do that no more. It's It's cut for you. It's cut for you. Like, I don't believe none of the lies. <laughs> you can't feed me that shit. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no, no. Got it. So, we, um, I just, I love that. It was, it was great during that time. But that brings us to the next segment of the show. And it's more mm-hmm. so like, how can your two worlds, overlap one thing that i love about life is duality i believe that two things can exist at once Mm -hmm. i can be kind and also still tell you where you got me fucked up at i can be respectful (laughs) and still let you know you know what i mean and still tell you about yourself without being disrespectful i can yeah i can be um you know genuine and still decide to offer you none of my time to show you the genuineness that I have. Like two mm-hmm. things exist. I can still be that, but it may not be in your world, but it's existing still. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And so for that is more so like, that's why I created the podcast. I'm a lot of different things. You know, I'm a Christian. I'm a cussing Christian. Not, I'm trying to eliminate it though. It's a bad habit. Um, but it's more so like, I'm a cousin Christian. I am first gen. I'm a data analyst. I'm from the hood. I'm, fr- you know what I mean? Like all of these things can sure. exist and it can be okay. And I can still show up as myself. And you being a part of the health community now, health and wellness, if you mm-hmm. will, how do you, there's still a lot of bad habits that we have in terms of diet in our community, mm-hmm. specifically. And so I wanted to know, like, how do you navigate both of those worlds now? Now that you are in the health field and you see us eating whatever we want, not taking care of our bodies, not doing the things that we should. We get plastic surgery every day. No, not do whatever works for you. Um, But like, how do you balance between the those worlds and not? Yeah. Like, just talk to me about that. So my first thought. Is always going to be and this. Again, this is another thing I learned in corporate, but like, I'm not going to ask anybody something that I wouldn't do myself. 
And to say that I eat healthy 100% of the time, especially sitting here on this podcast and knowing what I had to eat when we went out to uh, <laughs> to the happy hour, like, you know, that's not true. You know, that's not true. Um, so I would never ask anybody for perfection. Um, but we asking for progress. And I think, you know, when it comes to our people, like, and not to get super, super deep, but it's, it's just the education piece to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like for so long, we were literally given the scraps and like the worst parts of any type of food. Yeah. So, you know, like our, our soul food is that, you know what I'm saying? And it's nothing wrong with that. It still tastes good, but it's my job now to educate people on like what food is actually for, like what food was put on this earth for. And sure, it can taste good. You know what I'm saying? Sure, it can be um, flavorful and, and all of those things. But at the end of the day, like, you got to ask yourself a question, like, is this helping me or hurting me? Because it's never it's never like a neutral. Yeah. Um, and then again, just educating people on, like, what that looks like. So, you know, sometimes it's frustrating because, again, like, you want everybody to, to do better and, and to be well and to live long lives because we deserve that. For sure. But it's going to take time to, to really educate. Like, I don't think people like nobody's purpose, purposely like just hurting themselves. You know what I'm saying? Or like making themselves unhealthy. Like you don't wake up every day. Like, let me just go do some unhealthy shit. Like to, you know what I'm saying? To shorten my lifespan or to like, you know what I'm saying? To make my body composition something like that it shouldn't be. Like we don't, we don't go out with those goals. So, you know, it's my job to like, you know, bridge that gap and show, you know, as many people as I can, like what health looks like and what, I don't like to say balance because I don't think it should be 50-50, but to show them like what that recipe looks like. And for me, it's, it's something like 80-20, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, and then like, I mean, you talk about brunch and like going out with your friends and having a good time. It's like brunch is fun, man. Like it's something to, something to celebrate. You know, you bring up good things that are going on. Sometimes a brunch can be like, I just need to kick it with the, with the people because I'm going through something. Yeah, but sure. if you think about the act of like going to brunch, that's not something that you're going to do. Like you're not going to go out and have mimosas every single day and like have brunch and like spend your whole day, like doing that because then your job suffers, you know what I'm saying? And then like your bag suffers. If you're someone who has a family, like then they suffer because you're taking that time away from them. So a brunch is like a weekend thing. So that, I mean, you play the percentages. I think health is the same way. You know, I don't need to eat healthy 100% of the time, but for the most part, I do need to because I need to be here. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, and, and if you want to go, like, real deep into it, like, not to keep talking or be long-winded, man, but what this I was doing was... This is a long-winded dream. True shit. <laughs> um, you know, the, the parts in my corporate career that I thought I wanted the most when I was making the most money, when I had, you know, my own apartment, like 24, 25, like downtown, all of that great shit. Like on a personal level, I wasn't doing well, yeah. you know, like I, I just, I wasn't taking care of myself from a mental standpoint, from a physical standpoint, and I can feel it and it showed. And then what really hit me was, um, this is around 2018. My mother ended up going in for a routine checkup and found out, found out that she needed open heart surgery. And I'm not saying that her needing this surgery had everything to do with her diet and how she was living her life, but I do know that she wasn't doing enough. And yeah. when you see 
a parent, you know what I'm saying, laid up in the hospital with tubes, like, you know what I'm saying, down her nose and all of that, that shit does something to you. And again, it goes back to what I said before, like, damn, I need my mom to be healthier. And I know I'm not taking care of myself, but before I can coach her on living better, I got to do this shit myself. I'm not going to ask anybody to do something that I'm not willing to do. So that's kind of like when things clicked for me and like when my journey started, it was like, I need to make a change in a lot of different areas. And through that process and, you know, through going through that, that's why I'm like where I am now. Um, And I still carry that with me. Listen, one thing I can't say about your mom, she don't play about her baby. No, she don't. No, sir. No, sir. I love how hard your mom go for you. I love you and your mom's um, relationship. Just how, how she loves you unconditionally. You Thank know what you. I mean? Like, you know, I mean, love you now. Since, since the day I laid eyes on her, mm-hmm. you can tell like she, it may not, sometimes our parents may not show up in the way that we think they're supposed to. Right. The simple fact is they showed up. Right. And it took a minute, man, for our relationship to really like develop because you know just a divorced woman you know what i'm saying yeah. like, it's hard like you know what i'm saying i had my dad in my life but it's hard for her to like think like okay maybe i gotta kind of raise him to a little bit like raise a raise a man a little bit and i think she she struggled with that a little bit man but like as as i got older and you know we talk about boundaries like i started to set some boundaries but also started to listen to her you know what I'm saying? To understand yeah. her perspective and like, our, I wouldn't say our relationship is super like, like, I don't even know what conventional looks like, but it's not conventional. It's not super affectionate or loving, but um, we love music because that was her thing on Saturday mornings when she was cleaning. And yeah. Eric, like all the old school, all the Isley Brothers, Eric Kabadu, um, India Irie, Sade, like all of that, man. And um, we still connect on that. We love to dance and we love to have a good time. And I really think I talk about like my skill and like my strength of working with people. I really think I get a lot of that from her because she's a true light, no matter what's going on in her own life. Um, you know, and I, I think I learned that from her and now, you know, our relationship is is so much, it's, it's the best I think it's ever been uh, back from when I was like, I was little, man. So like when I made that leap to cor- or from corporate to, to working for myself, man, like I was so nervous and telling her, but everything that she had, to, like every concern that she had, I had an answer for. Her. And she yeah. was like, you know what? I'm confident in you. And she came down a couple of times. And she was able to see like what I do. She was able yeah. to see like what some of the clients said about me. She was like, yo, like you're really doing this. Like I'm proud of yeah. you and you're happy. Yeah. And it's like, cool. But now I'm about to come home and raise your kitchen to, kitchen to make sure like you ain't got no chips in there. Some shit that you know you're not supposed to be having. <laughs> Listen, I will say this, like, I, I don't know what it's like to raise a son, I, but I know why I was, I was a middle child. Okay. So I got it. I feel like the middle child sometimes gets, you got to figure it out on your own. They either pay attention to the older one who about to go into the world mm-hmm. or the baby. Mm-hmm. Cause then we got to protect the baby. And the middle one is just like, I'm going to just do my own thing. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just do my own thing. And I've, and I've always been that way. And for me, you know, like, I read somewhere, I read somewhere that Black boys stopped receiving physical, like, affection, like, hugs, kisses from, honestly, like, especially, like, from their dads. Mm-hmm. But 
their moms too, like around the, I think it's around the age of eight or mm-hmm. so. What? Mm-hmm. And I like, what? I'm I'm proud to say that I don't fit into that, man, because I hate like my dad still be kissing me, man. I'd be like, bro. Dad. And that's what he says, man. Like, I can kiss you, man. You're my son. Like, <laughs> like, are you for real? That's your dad. But now that I've gotten older, like, I get the meaning behind it. And again, like, that's the statistic. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, here you say that. You're not a number. Right. You're not a number. And I feel like that's why people have to. That's the thing that I love and hate about data. Like, I love data because it's able to tell a story. Mm-hmm. But it's never the full story. That's why I love qualitative data, because you have to hear stories. We got to demystify that we're stereotypes, that we're stats. No, those are people. Not every black person, not every person goes through that. Right. You know what I mean? And so and it, and it may not look like how you think it's supposed to look like a nuclear family. And we talked about this before the pod. Like right. I've read. Um, oh, why would I just forget that so quickly uh what was the author i told you about i have her book all about love um i can't remember i should have wrote it down oh come on kiana <laughs> um let me see i'm not about to say nigga a bell hook <laughs> oh yep, yep that's what it was and she talked about like the nuclear family and how we think that we're just supposed to have um you know just like Ugh, like we're supposed to just have a mom, a dad, a kid, and love goes beyond that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like it, it looks different. And while you and your mom and dad weren't in the same house and have that mom, dad, kid in the same house, mm-hmm. that still don't mean that your daddy didn't love you. Exactly. That doesn't, you know what I mean? Like just because it didn't look like how they tell us it's supposed quote unquote look, right. that doesn't mean that you were neglected. Right. That doesn't mean that you weren't without care that doesn't mean you know what I mean like so hearing these stories I think people gotta hear them they gotta know that we exist they have to know that yeah your daddy still kiss you come here boy right. you know what right. I mean like, hey, every stop. damn time <laughs> you my son right you're my son and your dad loves you and you should feel valued mm-hmm. and you should be kissed and you should be loved because doesn't matter whether you are a man or a woman. Everybody deserves love. Everybody deserves affection. Everybody deserves that. And so I just, I love that your dad take up space. Like, I don't care what you saying. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, we talking to our boy. That was good. <laughs> and you respect it. Because yeah, that's no, your dad. No, I definitely do. Have to. I love that. Have to. And you can tell, like, I've always known, like, even just knowing your cousin, knowing your family, like y'all have a great family. Y'all have a beautiful family. It's it's always something that, you know, I as somebody who's really family oriented, you know what I mean? Like, I love my family. Yeah. I, there's nothing nobody could ever tell me about my family, my chosen family and my blood family. Right. You feel it's me? it's like, beautiful, I'm man. Right. It's like and on my side, like things are so blended. But yeah, like everybody just puts the bullshit aside and it's like, yo, like we gonna love on each other, man, because this world is fucking hard enough. Like, and yeah. I mean, you talked about stats. Like, I feel like that's just rare. But yeah. I'm just, I'm blessed to be able to say that, man. I can call anybody in my family right now. Like, yo, like some shit popped off. I need you in Maryland. And they'll be on the fucking road or on a plane like in the next hour. Listen, 
I always tell people like, if I went dead broke today, mm-hmm. dead broke, and I called around and asked all of my cousins for one dollar, mm-hmm. man, what? My mom was the baby of twelve. My grandpa was one of twenty-one. Do you know how many cousins I got? Because I don't. Damn. <laughs> We in different cities, different states. Like, d- we know where we from. We know our legacy. We from here. Mm-hmm. Y'all brought us here. We from here. Great. Thank you. Now we're from here. And now we're painting a different narrative about what family looks like, about what community looks like, like what a village looks like. We are descendants of Africa, but we are American. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, we're tribal by, by nature. Mm-hmm. And you can take that away from us. And you'll never be able to do that. And so for me, me and my tribe, mm-hmm. oh, listen, I always tell people, I don't, I don't be like, I got a few friends. No, it's just a tight circle, no squares. If you a square, get up out. You don't fit, you don't get up out. That's cool. You can leave. You know what I mean? But the circle that we got is tight. Right. You don't got to be in it if you don't want to, and that's fine. However, just know. It's tight, tight. Right. And that's what I love about what I do now, man. Like training. And, and having my own business allows me to be my authentic self all the time. Like, yeah. you know, like there is no real like code switching or, you know what I'm saying? Like it's, but from what you, from what we're sitting here talking about, it's almost like an extension of family there, you know? And I'm not saying every single client is the same way, but the clients that I've been with for years, it's like, it's a family type thing. It's like, yeah. yo, like you going through some shit, like put them weights down. Like, let's talk about it for a second because yeah. I'm good with you getting an excellent workout, but I'm great with you leaving here feeling better than you felt when you came in. And and right now working out or lifting weights might not be the best thing for you. Mm. Um, and that's why I think like I found so much success in this because I think that's rare. I think you get, and not to compare myself, but I think you get a lot of trainers that are just focused on the, the physical, the tangible result and are mm. focused on the intangible wealth of their clients. And that's always going to be at the forefront of my mind. You know what I'm saying? No matter if I've had clients that are pregnant, I've had clients that are getting divorced. I've had clients that have like, that are doctors and just dealing with stress clients that are in war yeah. rooms like man, but listening to that and understanding that and having like that family approach, like they know they're in good hands. You know what I'm saying? Like it's in, you know, you know, you train one of my cousins. Who? Taylor. Oh, shit. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yep. Forgot about that. Yep, Taylor Ooh. is my cousin, and she absolutely loves your service. Shout out to Taylor Savage. Uh, a real one. I love her. Shout out to Taylor. Um, that actually, when we talk about family ties and, and the blended families, mm-hmm. like me and Taylor are related through that you know my stepfather raised me and i probably let me correct myself my father raised me that's my father Mm -hmm. um and we were a blended family and my brother is taylor's first cousin and so when she came down to ou of course she's a a year or two younger than me Mm -hmm. um so she yeah she was a baby baby i think y'all were Uh years yeah she was Yep, we were juniors. Juniors when she came in. And so when my brother told me she would be there, her grandmother called me and said she would be there. And I saw her hanging out with your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> her friends. 
I was like, I'm going to look out for her. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't care what nobody say. I don't care what anybody thinks. You know what I mean? That's my family. And my job down here is to protect her and to make sure that she can come back home and have a good, you know what I mean? Like, she deserves a good college experience. She deserves to, you know, go through what she got to go through in college. But she know that she got somebody here that if anything were to go wrong, we need to take you back home. Come on. You know what I mean? Like, your grandma, how Taylor? And she didn't even know it. Like, how Taylor? Taylor. Taylor's fine, grandma. She's okay. <laughs> and that was my brother's biological grandmother. She's not even my blood grandma. Mm-hmm. So their grandmother embraced me like a granddaughter. And even though her daughter was married to my dad and my mother was now married to my dad. And so I just salute their family for embracing me, too, because they didn't have to, you know what I mean? Like they didn't, they didn't have to. And um, I love that you're helping her with her health and her wellness. Sure, you know, man. she has a beautiful girl. A beautiful she, girl. Yeah, she knows she's one of my problem children, but she still show up. She still she's show always up. Problem. She's always. Problem. And that's really all I can ask, man. Show up. <laughs> she gonna complain now. When she complain, I just sit there like laugh at her. Like, all right, say. Get it done though. Yeah, exactly. She be like, can I go home now? No. Like, <laughs> can I leave, like, like, pull up five minutes later? Like, am I am I done? No, <laughs> you're not. I love that. You know what I mean? Like, watching her grow into the woman that she is, an amazing mom, um, a great career woman, yeah. a great family woman. Um, I love that she have she has you there yeah. as a trusted person that can help her with staying healthy you know she got a baby girl to raise and we gotta make sure that we pour into her so that she can pour back into her baby girl for sure and i i, I posted about that today man um and she's actually tay's lined up for my post tomorrow but yeah like we're responsible for like setting the example for like our little ones man like whether they be our, our like children whether they be grandchildren whether they be nieces nephews like just little kids that look up to you cousins or whatever like, you think they don't pick up our habits just like you picked up your big cousins, your parents, your grandparents' habits? So, you know, the the parents that I've worked with, Tay included, like, when their kids see them work out, it's like, oh, mommy, I want to work out. Daddy, I want to work out. You know, and, like, that creates that, you know what I'm saying, that habit up front, which we didn't always have privilege to, you know what I'm saying, knowing our history as black people, man. So, um I encourage that for anybody, you know, let alone like our own people just to, to work out and like really set that example and build that habit up front um, because it puts not only the parent or like, you know, what I'm saying the elder in the situation to be there long term for their, you know, what I'm saying for whoever's looking up to them, but it creates the habit for whoever's looking up. Yeah, for sure. All I wanted to be as a little girl was my mm-hmm. mom. I thought she was the flyest, the coolest, the realest. Like, I was just like, she just tell me, did your mom tell you that? And they're like, no, my mom ain't keep it real with me. She lied. She just told me not to do it. I was like, oh, no, my mom told me she did it. And she ain't like, well, I don't really do right. Like, mom would tell me stuff that most parents would be like, stay away from. She's like, oh, I did that. Uh-uh, let me tell you something. Right. This is what happened to me when I did it. Now, you can choose to do it if you want to, Kiana, but this is my experience, and I ain't like that shit. Right. And I was just like, and I could, wow. I could be biased, but that's the best type of parenting, man. Like, yes. that's, that's like, my mom wouldn't really like that, you know? But my dad was like, man, 
I did this, mm-hmm. I did that, I did that. I had uncles on that side that was like, man, like, this is what you want to stay away from. Like, I've already done it. Like, you can do it, but I'm literally telling you what's about to happen. So, <laughs> then at that point, you're not even judging right. them. You're not judging right. them, and you're not going to judge anybody else who, who has tried it or mm-hmm. done it. Because I know the kind of person I live with on a day to day basis. Sometimes when you see people, you see a snapshot of who they are. You can judge them in a moment. Mm-hmm. You don't know them. You don't know their lives. You don't know what they've been through. You don't know what led them up to this point. I often say that, too, because even when my mom passed away, I see now why people turn to drugs. Mm-hmm. I see now why people turn to alcohol. Mm-hmm. I see now why people go off a deep end. I fucking get it. I Get it. I do not care what nobody says. I'm not saying that it's okay. I'm not saying that it's their path. That's their path. However, when my mom passed, you don't want to be here. What the fuck am I doing? None of this matters. Right. You think you think somebody care about a civilized life? Right. I'm, I'm going to be real. Like The person who brought you life into the world, your life now looks different. Mm-hmm. And now you're just like, I'm supposed to care? Mm-hmm. Nah, it don't work that way. It don't work that way. You a human with human emotions, and you gotta go through them. You don't want to like. No, I'm a, I'm gonna do whatever brings me comfort, because right now I'm uncomfortable as fuck. This is the first time in life I've been on this planet without anybody. Right. You're orphaned right. without your mom or your dad. You know what I mean? So you're just like I've never done this before. So yeah, people choose different things to find comfort, and I don't judge them for right. it. Yeah, I was yeah. highly something else but I can't I can't judge you for that because I feel mm-hmm. you like I feel yeah. you so it's it's, it's a difference because you hear those stories all the time like that person ain't never been the same since then that person never been the same since then oh I, I bet you can't how do right. you yo, you not the same right. you not the same yeah. like how do how do you recover from that I don't know I'm still trying to figure out you don't recover a significant part of your world just changed, like or shifted, and it's never going back to what it was. So, yeah. however, somebody has to deal with that. Like you got to respect it. You but have you to. Hope, you, you just you just to. you hope that it's healthy. But even if it's not, it's like you again. You got to understand it. Yeah. Because that shit is different. Yeah, it is. That shit is different. And yeah. I've I've lost two grandparents. You know, I can't even imagine like losing a parent. You know, but. If it was, if it's anything like a grandparent, I I totally get you. I totally get you. And I had three parents. Mm-hmm. I lost all three, mm-hmm. and I'm 33. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, you couldn't have told me that that would be my story. I thought that my dad and my mom would be here forever. Right. Honestly, right. like super individual, like literally my superhero. So for me to be like to to even even come back on this show it was it, it took a while for me to be like okay I think the last season I played with a few episodes to see if I could do it myself and I was just like I don't know man I don't know if I got the energy for this because losing two parents back to back in a six month span that took a lot mm-hmm. I can imagine That's a- I can imagine and I already did it before the show really started but I'm gonna do it again um, you know I'm, I'm gonna thank, thank you Kiana for showing me like how to live in these type of circumstances and what grief looks like because again like I just I just lost a grandparent 
and you could easily say like you know he was you know he was 92 you know like wow. it was it was it was meant to happen but if you knew this type of night like you know how it'd be like a 92 ain't, ain't a 92 i'm talking like yeah. up until this point up until his decline in the past 10 months it was i'm still driving i'm still cutting the grass i'm still taking care of my wife because she's got alzheimer's like wow. i'm making it happen and when you lose that it's like yo like again even though you could see it happening you're still not a you're, you're never going to be fully prepared for the shit actually happening and from the happy hour that that you I and Brandon went to went to um you know you talked about your mom a lot and your emotions were up and down but you show me that that's okay and it doesn't matter like the time frame of their passing like and I just again like I'm gonna thank you for that if anybody's listening that's dealing with grief like there's no map to this shit like you know what I'm saying? Like, there's no time frame for this shit. You're going to be up. You're going to be down. You're going to be surprised still months later. But, you know, just just wake up every day, put your two feet on the ground and, and keep moving. Um, and that's what I respect about you. And, like, just, you know, knowing that you just on this show, that you even reached out, like, that means the world. And it shows how strong of a person you are. And I know, like, you know, we shouldn't always be like, oh, you're so strong and give you a reward for that. But it shows. And... You know, know that we, you know, I hold space for you. And there's a lot of people that hold space for you in that. And, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate that. I really do. You know, you don't, you don't know. It's a roller coaster. I'm still figuring it out day by day. This week was actually the two year anniversary of my mom Mm -hmm. passing. So the first year is your year of first, your first everything without this person. You know, it's like a baby. When's the last time you done something for the first right. time? You feel me? Like when's literally the last time you done something for the very first time mm-hmm. ever? And um, that was last mm-hmm. year. And I woke up. I didn't even. I told you this. Like I didn't even realize. Like the day was coming. I was just trying. I was living, just living. And I woke up, and I mean, tears flowing. Mm-hmm tears flowing my brother reminded me like and i just knew like i need a community i was like i need i don't know what it is about me needing to be around just good people right Mm -hmm. now like something in my body is yearning to be around people like and and i'm a social Mm -hmm. introvert and so sometimes it's like i don't really want to be around nobody but it was more so like i knew i needed i knew i needed people not wanted people i needed people people. If it was meant to be here by ourselves, then we would be, right? Yeah, this is so true. So, yeah, I'm grateful for y'all. And I'm grateful that I know that was an odd experience, too, like watching somebody laugh, cry, mm-hmm. laugh and cry. But, but now, like I said, um, like after months later going through that shit, like I, I saw exactly why. That's literally what I went back to, Kiana. Like, it was crazy. Like, yo, like, this is OK. Like, I'm in the in the garage working out, like, and breaking down. But then I'm smiling again because it's like, yo, like he would have laughed at this and like getting a kick out, kick out of open times, like you know what I'm saying. And then being surprised, like, damn, man, like my guy really, he got up out of here. Yeah, he deserved it. He yeah. earned it. He earned things. You know, I think that's the that's the thing about the thing that I have peace about the most is like, man, the life that you mm-hmm. led, you. 
man, if anybody deserves to rest, please, please, if anybody deserves to go meet Jesus, no, put my mom first in line. If anybody deserves to, like, no, no, no. If we all got to go, and I remember talking, and it's not, I can't just say it's a testament to me. Thank God for my Mm -hmm. tribe. I can't be here without them. My therapist, my people, my family, my Mm -hmm. friends, the way that people have shown up for me. It's, I couldn't, there's not, there's nothing I can do to repay. There's there's not enough money. Mm -hmm. I don't want, there's not enough money on this. They can't print enough. Y'all deserve so much more. And the only thing I can do is just give y'all y'all mm-hmm. flowers. And so I'm grateful for that. I'm eternally grateful for that. And also, like, you just, you don't know. You just, you going back and forth. I'm going back and forth literally in this mm-hmm. moment. It's like, okay, I'm okay. I know that I'm keeping, I'm going. I never thought I would, could or would, right. but here I here am. Here you are. Here you are. Salute to the ones that, that changed our lives for the for better. Sure. And thank God for the people who he gifted us with. Like, there's certain people that he assigns you to here that you don't got no choice. Like, your family, they just assignment. you like, damn, I'm stuck with Trump. <laughs> no. Oh, man. What? <laughs> but, you know, like. God knew I needed the my mm-hmm. mother. Like I was, I was made specifically for her to be my mother. I couldn't navigate this world and do the things that I do, and and show up and be the woman that I am. I can't. I'm nothing mm-hmm. without her. Um, and so now I'm everything because she left. Yep. Me. So I'll carry that yep. forward, and we'll wrap the show with that. So before we wrap the show, we do these few segments. Okay. And they're quick. Okay. And they're fun, though. They're super can we, fun. Can we add an extra segment? Like, yes. I, I promise this one will be quick, too. But let me know when you're ready for it. But, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Do you want to add it right now, or do you want to go through the Let's add it segments? right now. Let's All do right. it, though. So you on Court Street. You can get one drink for one bar. What you getting? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay, y'all. Court Street is the... Let me tell y'all something about Ohio University. First off, we are the first and the finest institution in Ohio. Okay? The Ohio State. Don't ever get twisted. Don't ever get it twisted. Secondly, it's Harvard on the Hawking. Thirdly, number one party school in the country during the time that we were there. I don't know about what they're doing now, but when we was there, it was... But we had a great time. We worked hard and we played hard. And so, for that, if I could go to Court Street right now and get one drink, Take me. Ooh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Just one. Or what? I will say that's all that's the only drink you could have the entire night. The whole night? Oh, then I ain't going for the drink that I thought okay, I Okay, never no, 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 no. Bring it back then. Bring it back. Bring it back. Okay, okay. So, okay. That, that's two then. Two different types of drinks. If there is a drink that I could get right now that I could savor as mm-hmm. an adult, and I could have it at any okay. moment, it would be a champagne slushie. <laughs> How do I know? I don't know. Oh, it would be a it would be a champagne slushy from Brownie. Shout out to Brownies. <laughs> and then if it's not, if it's something that like I don't want to drink that all day, I'm trying to have a good time. I'm trying to have a great mm-hmm. time. Give me some punch and punch. Okay. Junction. Yes. <laughs> now call it J Bar, but like 
there's so many drinks there. Even like, a, I love the Dirty Shirley's too from um, Picture Night. Did you go to Picture Night? Yeah, so that's that's where I'm going with my choice. Oh, okay. Let me stop. Let me let you that's go. Where I'm going. Uh, now, Lucky's was kind of a hidden gem, man. Like, I feel like a few of us like ventured into Lucky's, man, but we went on one spring break and just, that was our go-to, man, on Wednesdays. And before Picture Night, like, you had a lunchbox before? Okay, yes. so a lunchbox is like my go-to. Like, if I'm going to Athens and I could just get one drink, I got to go lunchbox, man, because it's it's fun, and I used to drink them faster than everybody, and that's kind of the point. <laughs> that's what you're I'm still- I did impromptu mini Black alumni trip. I didn't go to Black alumni. No, did you I go? Didn't. I didn't. Next one, maybe. We'll see. Okay, next one, I also said that I may go. I, w- I will say this. Um, OU has a tradition every three years. And depending on if you're uh, where you are undergrad, you may get to experience it once or twice. We were lucky to be the year that we experienced we it twice. Too, and this yeah. is a PWI. I, I experienced it my freshman year and my senior year. And so I will say that with the PWI, it's, very, it's, a, it's a very well-known school, very highly known for their academics. Like I said, Harvard on the hockey. However... When black alumni comes, it turns into an HBCU for one weekend. All the black alums come back, and it is lit like candlestick. You hear me? Like it's such a good time. Like it's such a good. You see Bobcats, new Bobcats, current Bobcats, old Bobcats, middle aged Bobcats. You know what I mean? Like it's so many generations, and we're all proud to go to this school and to make it out of this school, especially being 5% exactly. of the university. Yeah. And so, man, like, yeah. shout, out to, shout out to Ty Carr, too. He just retired. Damn, for real? Salute to him. Yep. Shout out Taking to a sip for him. Ty Carr. Shout out to Ty Carr. I lo- that was a good... You know, any Bobcat that comes on, I'm adding that to the show. Can I borrow that? Yeah. Yeah, got to. You got to, because I want to know what the answers are. But I'm doing, I'm doing oh, lunchbox. Running answers. I lunchbox. I think we should just go on a random weekend. I think that like bring, no, bring not, but that'd be that be or whatever, introduce people to Athens who've never right. experienced it, and just bring like a small group because it doesn't matter. The thing about Athens is that I loved Athens in the summer when you would get like a small group yeah, of people yeah. who you went with during like a regular school year you become friends with them and it doesn't matter at Athens you learn like you can make it anywhere because if you can have fun in the middle of nowhere then you realize I am the good time it's not this place I'm the good time (laughs) right I've been talking about uh, I've been talking about taking Monica at some point man I I still when you take Monica please let me know I will I'll meet y'all there and have. Actually, I don't know if I want her to meet me. Maybe the best time, man, because my baby turned up too. Her wild soon. Come on, girl. <laughs> I tell her I won't. I, I don't encourage debauchery only from certain people who are within the realms of still that lifestyle. But uh, she's in good hands. Right. I'm not. Nah, she'll yeah, be fine. Yeah. We'll make it happen. All right, so here's how we wrap up the show, Owen. So we like to give, it's called our last call, or our, we leave, and this is where we leave a tip for people that are like 
trendsetters. We want to give kudos to them. They deserve a 15, 20, 35. I don't know. I don't know what your bank, I don't know what you got. It's all imaginary money anyway. You can give them how many, how many tips mm-hmm. that you would like. Um, and so for me, I'm going to give a tip to the New Heights podcast. Hey. This is that was started by my good brother Travis Kelsey and his big brother Jason. Hilarious Kelsey. man, like Travis that's the podcast Kelsey right there. Like they're hilarious. They're so funny. Like Travis and I talked about it for a while. He was marinating on if he wanted to do podcast or not. His personality is just mm-hmm. amazing, um, and so I'm just so proud to see him step out in this other arena. Um, whatever he does, he does it with excellence. That's just who he is. And he gets to show up and truly just be himself. So if you guys are a fan of the Kansas City Chiefs, if you do rock with them, if you now he's he won two Super Bowls. This is Crazy. wild. Two time Super Bowl winner. Jason won a Super Bowl. This is nuts to even say any of this. But listen, all my friends. I'm a friend and I'm a fan because I we didn't rock we literally from kids to where we are now. And so I just want to shout out the New Heights podcast for all my listeners. And maybe you don't like football or whatever, but your boyfriend might, or your significant other might, or your daddy might, or you know, put them on. Share tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. So excited about that. That's podcast. what's up. Who are you gonna do? Man, I feel like we, like, getting into back to health, back to intangible wellness. Um, I can't say I got a direct group or, like, a direct person, just anybody that's listening. Um, I actually typed this out just to to say it. So I want to say that tomorrow is not promised, and we know that. But living healthy today gives us the best eyes to see tomorrow. It gives us the best eyes to be with the people you love for longer. It gives us the best opportunity to do the things that we still dream about doing. And that's what I'm in with. That's fire. Neither one of us left like a percentage of a tip. I think that's like a hundred percent tip. Like, yeah, we'll say hundred. <laughs> we'll keep it hundred. Tip. I'm giving. I got 100 percent on on New Heights too. So y'all took our <laughs> coins today, and I'm happy for it. Like that's a great man, Owen. That's such a quotable, 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 powerful yep. statement. And I and I wrote made. that for this too. So I, I might have to use that again. But um, you have to. That might be your mission statement. Yeah. So I'm saying. Well, also, I said you're right. That yeah, (laughs) you already put it on the paper. It's written. It's written. And so next, we want to recommend brunch spots to people. So we appreciate you guys listening to the show. I just want to say you can follow us on all your streaming platforms. Bitches love brunch. We are on social media. Bitches love brunch pod. All of those different things. And we want y'all to connect with us. But most importantly, I want you to go to brunch and have these conversations and let us know what's actually transpiring. But what are some of the places or like, do you and Monica have like brunch spots that y'all so really we like? do, but the best brunch that we've had, I got to talk about it 
and I'm gonna plug them up too. Um, the best brunch that we've had was here at the crib. I used a recipe from Kumar Ferguson. Come on, come I made the uh, French toast, cinnamon toast. Yeah, I made the French toast. Fire. Like, I followed the recipe to a team. And unless she says different, ain't nobody fucking with that brunch. Like, at the at the. So download that recipe. I think he charges $1.99. So it's just pay him $1.99. Get that recipe. That's the best brunch that I've had recently. So, and let me just say, like, shout out to Kumar. He was a guest of the show. He sponsored. Um, we we did a we did a giveaway. So we gave people free recipes for that okay. recipe. And then we also um sent out gift cards to the people to go to Whole Foods to Damn. buy the ingredients. So if you missed that, yeah. that's okay. That's okay. Oh, I just let you know. Now it's time to actually I'm gonna send you the picture of the, the final plate that we made, man. It was fire. Please do. And I got to tell Kumar this because Kumar has been going out and telling his story. Um, If people don't know, my cousin Kumar is Travis's personal chef and best friend. Um, We're all super tight. And it's just so cool to watch Kumar grow and his craft um, just as a food artist and entrepreneur. Like he's always been an entrepreneur and it's just amazing to see. And I love that you tried the flaky French toast because that recipe really yeah. is. Listen, I always hit up like, yo, exactly. help me. Between him, it was between him and my mom. And him and my mom would go out and just like cook together and do stuff together. Like while yeah. I was in Atlanta, they were always just like cooking and going to cook for people and kids and all types of stuff. But before we go, Last and certainly, but not least, where can people find you, Owen? Like, if people want to hear more, if people want to follow mm-hmm. your journey and support you, where can uh, they find you? I'm on you? LinkedIn, Owen Patterson III. Um, that's more the business side. I am on Instagram, owenp.iii, because I'm Owen Patterson III. Um, give me a follow. I need to get better at posting social media content, but everything that you heard today is what you're going to get from me. Someone is genuine, someone that really cares about your overall health and not just trying to force like a workout or some crazy shit down your throat. Um, I'm really here for people understanding that health is a long-term journey. It's a lifelong journey. Um, I don't even want to say health yeah. anymore. Now I just want to say intangible wellness. Like that's fine. Yeah. But um, yeah. OMP. Owen Patterson III on on LinkedIn. I love it. I absolutely love it. Yo, shout out to my bro doing his thing. I couldn't be more proud of the man that you are. I couldn't be more honored to be a friend of a man like you. Um, I just, I admire you. I respect you. I salute you. You know, my my biological father, um, he was a soldier. So honor and respect, you know, that's mm-hmm. big for me. And so I, I honor that and I, I respect it. It take a real man, you know what I mean? Like it's a real man. This is ain't no this ain't no little boy yeah. business you talking right. about. You feel me? Like this is this a grown man here. And so I respect it, I salute it, and I love it. I and I'm, I appreciate I'm it. Give me your flowers right back just for all the things that I've already mentioned, but just you know for transplants, especially if you go to London and Brazil, <laughs> like our, our DNA is, is, is one of a kind, man. It's unique. Like for you to be able to 
manage everything you got going on on a personal level, but still like build your career over and over again, going to different cities. That says something about your character. That says something about the people that raised you. Um, and that says something about where you're going. So flowers to you. Keep going. Hit me up when you need this health advice, um, when you need this guidance, because I'm here for my people. Um, but I appreciate you for having me and hosting me and, and for being you. <laughs> Y'all, come back. Tell a friend and tell a friend and tell a friend. We back. <laughs>